welcome back to an episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey. How's it going, guys? And we are, of course, brought to you by our one of the at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash crew3mtg. A dollar gets your name on all of our videos and streams. Five bucks gets you a piece of monthly exclusive content along with our back catalog of everything we've done beforehand. And then $15 US, $20 international gets you the monthly swag bag mailing, which I'll be getting Chris the mailing addresses here soon. So uh, marches can go out better on time than February without me getting sick or uh, <laughs> a winter storm shutting down all of Texas. There we go. And of course, also below in the description of the podcast are a link to our affiliate page and our storefront on game if you want us to play that or at least tell them you like us by using our affiliate code by just clicking that link and then buying someone else's stuff. I'm not going to get mad at you, right? But uh, if you want to rep snowboards, there's a sweet mat in there for you. Gentlemen, how's your week? Yeah, it was solid. Solid, solid, yeah. solid. Yeah, uh, mine was all right. Of course, I went through hell thanks to Microsoft. Um, but aside, and that carried over today with another thing. Uh, but aside from that, you know, it was pretty all right. You guys get to anything interesting? It was like a spring break for... Uh other people I live with, so mm-hmm. uh, got to hang out a lot with them, uh, play a little bit of Magic, and then uh, talk a lot about playing Magic up soon with Time Spiral. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a bit of a league going on that Ricky's organizing between some friends, so hopefully uh, if all of us can find product, we're going to take part in that. Uh, we'll all find I, product. There's plenty. I know. I'm just like begrudgingly trying to not have to buy a whole box. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I've been I've been hunting for product for like games that don't actually exist like Digimon. <laughs> sure so like when i see like slightly inflated prices on card kingdoms still in stock i'm like oh what an easy game i love magic the gathering <laughs> yeah like don't get me wrong like i'll i'll i'll, I'll find it but like buy if, if buying a box is my last case ricky i'm sorry i'm probably out okay that's fine that's fine <laughs> um but anyway chris you up to anything interesting um yeah i played some mono blue and I was very disappointed, um, but I think that's because I think my build is uh, like a build I was playing in Historic, and I, it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. And yeah. Opt, I just put Opt in any blue deck, and I think that's very wrong in those decks that just need every single land that they could possibly, or every single turn, right? Every mana really sure. counts. Sure. So yeah. not something you can really afford to play in mono blue. Um, but I learned a lot, and I think that like I used to not like Tempest Gin, I think is the card, the triple blue card. Ah, uh, Tempest is so good. It's a house. Uh, I agree with you now. I think that's a card that you can tap out for, and it's uh, you know it's fatal push proof for the first half of it, right? It's it's hard to uh, hard to activate, um, and so anyway, it's a better card than I thought, and I think it's exactly what the deck needs. And I think you need to be more of like a tap out with like a backup plan of uh, unsubstantiates and counter spells once you've tapped out on turns one, two, and three, and hopefully you can get your tempo that way, but. Bidding down with Tempest Gen, I think, is our our big way. Now, I didn't test out the Mystic Reflection combo, but that's mostly what I did in Magic Cards. I, uh, I'm going to move on to some more Rakdos testing soon. But, yep, also had um, Spring Break last week, which made me work more because I could. And also excited for this, we're going to do a little Time Spiral Sealed Lake with uh, some, of the, some of the homies. So, excited for that. Definitely. All right. So, our week was good, right? But the question remains... Did magic survive this last week? Yes, our and, new, uh, <laughs> we've decided recurring segment, What Killed Magic This Week? Is there going to be a theme song for What Killed Magic This Week? It's probably just going to be an explosion. <laughs> yes, I like it. I like it. Uh, well, I'll let you cue that up. You, you insert that wherever you want. This can be your thing. There we go. I love it when you tell me to insert things. That's right. <laughs> Are we on YouTube? No, unfortunately. We oh, could dang. be with that, though. Uh, but anyway, so what killed Magic this week? At first, I was going to say Arena updates, but then Microsoft really messed me up this week, and I, I cannot talk about updates at all. So, gentlemen, let's uh, ask some hard-hitting questions on what killed Magic this week. Uh, blue, black, or white? Blue dress or white dress? I thought it was uh, gold or whatever. Well, it's, uh, it's white and gold and then blue and black. Dang, okay. Blue, black, uh, gold. You saw gold? Ricky? Like, everybody's talking about this pick, and, I mean, I'm not the cube expert. Ricky, 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 dress. Dress, buddy. I don't wear dresses, but that's okay. my choice. L- Laurel or Yanni? That was the dumbest thing ever. That's not a real thing. <laughs> that was fake, made up by Ronald Reagan uh, to to divide our people further. Wow. The, he- the, the body is Spiro Agnew and the head of Richard Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. And then, of course, now the question is channel or blade splicer. Then eventually, also turn into within the same draft, 
Blood or uh, sorry, Mana Crypt versus Elspeth Sledge Champ. If you aren't aware, this weekend was the big championship showcase for MTGO. There's Cube Draft and Modern. We previously had Pioneer and Cube Draft. So, of course, on Sunday, uh, Jan Mertz Merkel was our big main focus drafter. And Pack One Pick One had the choice between Blade Splicer and Channel. And while the internet was screaming for Channel, uh, they chose Blade Splicer because they apparently had a lot of faith in the Orzov decklist, which they ended up getting pretty firmly into. And then Pack Three Pick One came around, and the blood, it was Blood Crypt versus, sorry, I keep wanting to say Blood Crypt because I'm thinking Piney, right? It's Mana Crypt versus Elspeth Sun's Champion. So, uh, gentlemen, I sent you what the pack was. I don't know if you got to watch the stream. I saw it. I watched a little bit of it on VOD. Um, given that pack, right, if it was just you, are you Team Channel or are you Team Blade Splicer? There's a Karn. Yeah, this this just reminds me of, like, if I am I Team Edward or am I Team Jacob, and, uh, Jacob, and I am Jacob Team is Could correct. Not Care Less. You know what I'm saying? There's, like, a workshop. There's so many, like, okay, come on. There's a reanimate. Like, Blade Splicer is not only like the mature adult pick, right? Uh-huh. It is like the mature adult late 30s with all your finances in order every quarter in order to go to bed at 8.30 p.m. pick. Right. Like you do your own taxes and don't fill up a 1099 easy. You know what I'm saying? Like you you file for your deductions. You know what I'm saying? Like you keep those receipts in a in a little box labeled tax returns 1999. You know what I'm saying? And and you've just got them for always. You measure out exactly six ounces of orange juice. Like I'm just taking reanimate a hundred a hundred times out of a hundred. I don't know. Like yeah. Like sure. I guess if you're winning a championship, but like it's just it's cube draft. This is it's just first off, this is dumb to have in a competitive format. I, I think it's stupid. I really do. Now it, it's fun, right? So like maybe I'm the fun killer, and like I understand that, but like I don't understand why like we're arguing about something that is clearly just like kind of like a fun little injection into the format, right? Like because this is the magic community, and we have to be but, mad about something. Yeah, also, right? we have to kill magic every week also did he win i don't know that far i didn't, I didn't watch well the you don't what that's really important because that's <laughs> no, your answer that's your answer if he won then he was right if he lost then he was wrong and that's how magic works that's results how it works results, but at the time people. ricky but at the time no time doesn't matter we can go back after we've got results and look and be like oh that's where you messed it up do you never like autopsy you're like gps do you ever like no, because like I, I had to judge GPs. You go like four and three day one on the GP, and then you like look back and you're just like, oh, I didn't misplay here. I didn't misplay here. Oh, I ordered Sonic Wings at 7 a.m. Oh, that no. That was the misplay. We're not going to bring that up. <laughs> All right. That's where things went wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, we're probably making fun of this, and if it sounds stupid, it's because it is, but this was like the talk of Twitter, right? Like, like go look up the amount of pros that retweeted something related to this this past weekend, which I guess. But I will say though, at least this case, not everyone was like death threatening things. It was actually just kind of in jest. But which one this segment is? Goifgate, that's for sure. Oh, man, Jesus! If I was there, yeah, I was watching that too. I was in the venue. Oh man, (laughs) he was there on the streets. Uh, I didn't make day two because that event was uh, twelve rounds day one. Oh. Oh, anyway, um, Pioneer Metagame, Magic Sur- Magic Survived? We make it this week. Uh, I've got some, uh, we got some questions for next week. You know, who knows? <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for what killed Magic for next week as we, uh, yeah, at least for temporary. Something fun to mess around with for another According to some uh, old guy in the corner of a game shop I went to, uh, Flesh and Blood is the Magic Killer. And actually a completely skill game with no luck at all. That isn't a, is it a scam? I, I apparently it's not a scam. All uh, right. He was like shoving stocks into his pocket while he was talking to me, though. <laughs> so I'm not sure how reliable that is, but you know. <laughs> was was there a caged mogwai on the table next to the box of flesh and blood? Uh, you know what? I think there was. <laughs> All right. So this is where we normally do the pioneer meta game, but I don't know if someone got fired, someone's mom fell. What's going on? There haven't been MTGO deck list, event deck list posted for like the past like six, seven days now. So um, I, essentially the metagame I have to go over is the same as last week. Uh, so a quick rerundown of that is uh, Naya Winota, five color transmogrified, blue, black control, Rakdos, mid-range, 
Mono Black Vampires, Mono Green Midrange, Lurisburn, Jun Citadel, Orzhov Auras, Rakdos Pyromancer, Mono Black Aggro, and of course, Niv to Light. Gosh darn you, Niv to Light, get out of here. Mm. This why we need to make friends with some of the players so they can just tell us what happened. You know, like, hey, or like, can you can you search the MTGO yeah. event for us? Because like, that's not something where we're typically used to doing. I mean, look, I, I, if Claudio is going to keep reacting to my uh, shade that I throw at Niv to Light on Twitter every day, <laughs> then I'm going to start pegging them to be like, you know, tell me what, what happened in the challenges. Right. Enlighten us, please. Tell us how yeah. you destroyed more hopes and dreams with Niv to Light uh, on, on this week, which I think it's only fair that this week we talk about the uh, the positives or the 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 cool things about Niv to Light, you know? Yeah. Just to give some balance um, in the universe. I mean, hey, cool, my big five mana, five color spell drew a bunch of cards. That's neat. And then hey, dragons now, my, now my opponent's crying because they can't beat the 6-6. Six, six. I, I honestly think that Niv to Light ties a lot into our big question for this week for our main segment. So I, I sure. will leave it alone. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on the pro Niv to Light box this week to give our Niv to Light lovers a, a somewhat... Uh, reasonable representation in this court. Look, I, I'm honestly very middle ground on Niv to Light, but at this point, I think I can't drop the persona of the right. guy who hates Niv to Light. Yes, absolutely. You're right. Yeah, you're too deep in. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Right. No, I understand that. You're, you're <laughs> so, deep in on the on the Niv hate, so. So since we don't have the a new metagame to really talk about and we don't have the challenges to go over, gentlemen, I mean, we've been seeing these same, especially the top five deck lists pretty consistently for a while now. A lot of these are tried and true strategies, excuse me for a second. My question to you is, you know, I think we've got a pretty solid metagame, right? Like, oh, you yeah. know, you're going to see these decks everywhere. Um, say COVID wasn't a thing, right? And we could go, we're going to a GP this weekend. We didn't forget the decks at home. Oh, good. What, what are you guys playing? What am I playing in this meta? In this yeah. economy? In this economy. Yeah. Um, I'd probably be playing something not green. That's for sure. No Nift okay. Light. No mono green mid range, no okay. jund, none of that. Ooh, no jund. Okay, no. I've got, I've got a real answer that's kind of a fake answer. Sure, I mean okay. we all know I'd shove Phoenix. Yeah, I I thought about answering that too, but like if I had my choice of decks, right? Like if I really sat down and thought about it, and it's it's not the best deck, but the deck that I'd feel comfortable playing on, let's say like four or five days of notice. Um, I think that I would actually audible to a uh, bring to light Valky deck just because that's such a powerful effect. But the first thing that jumped to my mind was Orisov Auras. Orisov Auras, okay. Yeah, Orisov Auras, I think it's just because, you know, you learn it and like once you, I think it's quicker to learn your matchups. And again, I think learning matchups is very important in this format and learning your lines of play. Um, You know, again, like when I was playing Phoenix in the before times, there were a lot of lines that I saw that opponents didn't and a lot of resources I was able to use effectively um, to, to get myself to a ending up in a respectable uh, result in that tournament or respo- respectable record. I should say that like, I would feel comfortable enough. Um, I just, I don't feel confident in Phoenix right now. I haven't played it against these decks, but before I definitely did, but I think the answer would be uh, auras because that's another aggro deck that I like. And I think it just gets real big, real fast. I think you've got some, good defensive options you know you're not interacting a ton but you certainly can post board because we've got our thoughts these effects right so sure right. Uh, uh if i'm picking oh man like obviously i was i was the i was the spirits grinder before we went into lockdown so part of me still wants to play that but i honestly haven't played a whole lot of phoenix or sorry maybe want to say phoenix i haven't played a whole i haven't played a whole lot of phoenix either um, but I haven't played a whole lot of spirits. They stopped really playing Coco and, you know, I, I love my Cocos. Um, but you know, I think spirits always a good solid option, but I think I'm probably going to have to go with the other pillar of the format that we've had since week elves. one. And that's no, I, oh. I, I, I would play elves at like a local, like a PTQ or something like that. But I don't know if I'm taking elves to a GP. Right. Fair, um, fair. I'd probably just jam on a black aggro. It's the boring answer, but mm-hmm. I think, Especially now that the deck's transitioning uh, over to Faceless Haven and stuff like that. That's probably what I'm jamming. Uh, you, hey, what's a GP? You will, you will lose to, like, top decks one time and tilt out of that tournament. Ruckman, you, you do this to yourself <laughs> every time. Every time you're like, you know what? Uh, I just want to win and play mono black. And you were just, 
you your your thought seasons are the most unaligned with the entire universe I've ever seen in the entire world. Like you thought sees and your opponent just has like four dread wanderers and you're just like, well, I guess I'll take one. And then they like top deck, just like the nuts against you. I mean, you haven't watched me play thoughts. See, you're thinking of when I played vampires and vampires betrays me on stream. When I've been playing like webcam mono black lately, it's been pure gas, pure gas, pure gas. I don't believe you. it. If I'm going to an FNM, I'm definitely playing Phoenix. If I'm going to a GP, I'm probably shoving Magic Phoenix Fest. or Demir Control. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind Demir Control with some uh, with some Bring to Light or Release the Winds action for our Valkyrie. I'm, I'm I'm happy with that too. You're not you're not going to jam Mono Green with Bring to Light. No. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, in all honesty, I I don't know. I when things start opening back up again, I'm going to put spirits to the ringer again. It's just not a deck. I enjoy playing on MTGO. Um, I just don't like playing counters on MTGO for whatever reason. There's a lot more clicking involved and I'm very don't want to click things. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so it's just spirits. Is not a deck? I want to play online, but it's a deck. I'll be back to jamming when we get paper again. So probably one of those two. Honestly, I'd probably just jam spirits. I say a lot of black, but I'll probably just end up playing spirits. He's Ricky's right. My thoughts. These are trash garbage. If I if I had to find the cards, I would probably play Orzavors. If I didn't, if I could play anything, then um, then I'd probably play and try and get some reps in with like a the blue black or a Grixis release the winds with Valky deck mm-hmm. deck. Sure. All right. Now, so since uh, any any other any other current thoughts on the meta before uh, I guess we talked to you a little bit earlier our, our discussion because I'm, I'm assuming this would be a little bit of a short rep since we don't have all the challenges to go over because you guys mentioned a control deck list and that's what we're going to be talking about for our big discussion this week. But any other uh, closing meta thoughts for this week? Um, I found a fun deck in one of the um, webcam tournaments that happens out there in the world. Okay. Uh, it was MTG at Home uh, sponsored. And here is a, uh, a green-white butts deck. Green-white assault for... Or sorry, green-blue. Green-white. Green-blue assault formation, um, which I think is pretty cool. And it's all Eldrazi creatures because they're colorless and get the benefit of... Uh, a tide drifter, which is a two mana zero five that gives other creatures plus zero plus one. So kind of a fun list. Um, I love seeing Solemn Simulacrum, such a good card. And it's interesting to me that that's, that card's no longer powerful enough. That's kind of funny to me. So. All righty. So this week for our big discussion, we'll be back to a bigger meta next week, but uh, I think this gives us a lot of room to really sink our teeth into this discussion, which will tie back into metagame. And that is where are the control decks been? In Pioneer. And so we can talk a little bit about why they've sort of historically been beaten down by Uro, right? I think that's your real answer. Um, and then, you know, Demir Control is slowly on the rise. But when we looked at Kaldheim, we're like, oh, man, Doomscar, going to yeah. be sick, all these. So the question is, where's Control been and when will it show up, if at all? I think the problem is, again, that like when you play Doomscar then you have to play other white cards because that card has two white pips in it, which is very, very tough to splash. So that's just not something anybody's willing to do right now, given the state of the game. But that being said, there's a couple lists that I think have replaced traditional control. And I think I think just like you like you said, there's too much value in a lot of the creatures out there, like particularly looking at Yorian and, of course, uh, Niv-Mizzet, mm-hmm. that those creatures just offer such tremendous value there's like nothing control can do that's like comparable on top of the fact those decks get to play the best cards in every color, you know? Okay. Ricky, what do you think? I think that control is, first off, they lost their best card, which was a green card called Wilderness Reclamation. Mm -hmm. And they lost their second best card, which was a green card called Uro. So like, it's definitely going to take a while for the control deck to reemerge again. And a lot of decks are attacking from a lot of different angles. Like you do need counter spells for decks like Niv to light and, uh, and like the fires invention decks, but like against like burn or like Rakdos pyromancer model, like aggro, you need early interaction. You don't want counter magic because it's not quick enough. So I do think like there's a really weird, I think it'll, it'll happen. We'll get control decks again. It just takes a little bit for them to shake out. They also lost to Fairy. Actually, Control Decks just lost everything. Every form of Control. <laughs> well, well, I was going to say, so you're talking You're talking Reclamation, you're talking Uro. Cards that I wouldn't say are traditionally what we consider Control cards. I agree. Do you, do you think that 
just the nature of Pioneer as a format relays itself to we need to start looking outside of traditional blue-black control and start turning our eyes to elsewhere. Are these are the do we have to consider these grindy decks that just tap out into a big powerful creature at the end of the thing, you know? Um are those what Pioneer is looking in a control deck? Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to the Demir control and the blue-white control that occasionally pop up here and there. I know there was a deck list from the Premier that was playing, you know, for Doomscar and stuff like that, which is a deck we can talk about. Um, but you also have, like, Goldfish in place like that listing the Transmogrify deck list as a control deck. Is that is that in, like, Nivtolite? Or are those, air quotes, Pioneer's control decks in your eyes? I think that, like, back, like, Sultai Reclamation, right? Okay. I think Sultai Reclamation was and will continue to have been a control deck. Like, the, it was all, like, the only green cards were the Uro and the Reclamation, and then all you were doing was just, like, being able to untap mm-hmm. and, like, hold up your counter magic. You played, like, four Sinister Sabotage, you played uh, Shadows Verdicts, you played Extinction Events, and you just waited and waited and waited held your opponent off from doing anything until you could either like uh, make a giant shark typhoon token or land your own shark typhoon okay, or maybe land an Uro to win the game. And then another thing that I do think is really important is like when you think about blue white control, you really start thinking about like their powerful planeswalkers, right? Mm-hmm. You think about little and big Teferi and you think about Narset, right? Okay. Well, little Teferi is gone and Narset doesn't do anything anymore. Like, who draws cards? Like, no one. Niftalite gets to put cards in their hand. They get to tutor their library for cards. Any Tybalt deck just gets to exile cards and then cast them, but they don't have to draw them. Uh, Mono Green just tutors from the sideboard. Um, Mono Black tutors out of their grave. Like, nobody is actually drawing cards. Yorian, you put all your value on the field and then just get it again, you know? Right, exactly. Like, Yorian draws some cards, but, like, really, it's just, like... But still, right? Like, you blink a trial of ambition, right? Or whatever, it's, like... Exactly. That's so, like, it's no... There's nobody drawing cards, so, like, Narset's out, and, like, Little Teferi's out, so you just have Big Teferi sort of alone, and, like, you know, you really don't have the creature package exactly to, to really fill in the slots that those Planeswalkers are, are leaving you with. You know, Nico's pretty good, but it's not going to do anything that you really... Like, anything close to what Narset used to do to the format. Mm-hmm. Or what, uh, you know, Little Teferi used to do to the format. Do you think this is a case of Pioneer being way more of a proactive format than a reactionary format? Granted, like, in my mind, removal spells are kind of like a weird gray area in between. Yeah. But I, I think, like, your thought season slowly, which I think is why... We're seeing Demir Control have better success earlier on post banless is they have access to Thoughtseize and let's say removal spells over just relying on counter spells and like what Azorius Charm and Wrath effects? Like Glass Casket. Okay, but like are you happy to be playing Glass Casket and cast down those types of cards? Would you rather just play a removal spell to make sure it's just dead? I mean people play Fatal Push, that's not that's not a hard removal spell. When you have Fable Pass and stuff like that, I think it's way more of a hard removal spell than you like think of it as. So, like, let's let's look at the Demir Control list, right? So, um, but the first one that comes up is just the one from Antilectual. Um, so you've got two Torrential Gear Hulks, one Blood Chief's Thirst, four Fatal Push, four Sensor, one Heartless Act, two Negate, two Heroes Downfall, one Neutralize, four Sinister Stab, uh, four Behold the Multiverse, two Extinction Event, three Dig Through Time, four Shark Typhoon. Right. And then we look at, say, again, the decklist I was talking. So um, would you rather look at the the, the Zori's version of the blue-black decklist, or do you want, like, the more traditional, we're jamming the Doomscars and stuff like that? Um, like, Doomscar is, like, an interesting card, because I thought it would do a lot for blue-white control. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, losing to... I just think losing to Fairy was just too much. Yeah. Losing to Fairy, a shift away from Narset being a good card. Like, Narset just is, like, three mana, she comes down... She uh, lets you look at the top five. She's like a bad impulse. Mm-hmm. Like, you should probably be playing, uh, what's it called? The the Bolas card from the Mana Leak for three mana or Bad Impulse for three mana? Uh, Supremo. Yeah, Supremo. Like, you better off be playing that than Narset, you know? Sure. So That's all she's going to do. Okay, so this is going to be is be brave yet bold. Yeah. Was Teferi 
keeping things honest in Pioneer. Because with Teferi around, I'm just saying we maybe have less impact to bring to light. No. No, we yeah. were right. We were right the whole time. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I'm not going to backtrack on saying Teferi needed to go. Right, But I'm right. just saying... I think Teferi hasn't added had the added benefit that I didn't even I wasn't considering in that it helped shut down Bring Delight. I mean, we're not even a month out from the ban list, right? Sure. And I'm not trying to say we're changing bans or anything. No, no, no. I'm but just... what I'm saying is like control decks always develop late into a format. Okay, sure. Like week one tournaments of any format in mm-hmm. any you know, in any meta. It's always going to be like tons and tons and tons of red decks, aggro decks, like green decks, black decks, any deck that can just turn dudes sideways and be super proactive. And that's just going to win. You just swing wildly, right? Okay. And then as we move along to the lifetime of a format, when the when the threats become more defined, then the control decks can tune for the threats they need to tune for. I do think there is a diverse amount of threats, and that's a very difficult task in Pioneer. I do think it can be done. I think there are control decks coming and like decks like this Demir control, like being number eight in the meta right now. I do think it's, it's like going to just creep and creep and creep and creep up. Okay. So my, my question is though, if you're a control deck, right, you're trying to build this shell. How do you combat the fact that the top three decks in the format are mono black aggro, which is all the recursive creatures with Thoughtseize. Sure. You have Rakdos Pyromancer, which is all the thought seasons in the world, and I mean all the thought seasons because they're flashing the back Tharkinist. And, and some recursion. Have, and, and Crocs and a little bit of recursion, right? All their spells make them more tokens. And then you have Nymphalite, which is okay, so you're going to counter my card, let's be tutor or whatever I wanted to tutor up, right? Well, now I just got more, and the deck is just the purest form of a value engine I think I've ever seen in a magic deck, right? Right. So if you're trying to like, combat those types of decks how can control thrive in that kind of meta well luckily i think that like the black base control decks because they're wrath's exile okay it's super good and like especially like shadows verdict just hitting the yard too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like not only does it does it kill everything in play but it also is going to kill everything in the yard sure like and against burn that plays loris it's going to hit every single creature so you don't have to worry about that and like it's going to hit all the, like, aggro green creatures. Okay. Uh, like, I think that right now, just black having wraths that exile instead of destroy being, like, super huge. Sure. I do. I think that's why you even see Demir Control up there. But again, I just, I don't see a control deck battling the value that Niftalite or Yorian gives you in, in whatever forms. Right? Like, it could definitely happen, um, but... At least right now, it seems like too much of a mountain to overcome, where not only do they get value out of the things they play, but now they've got several different ways to just gain tremendous amounts of value, but the whole time you were trying to answer whatever else it was. And your fatal pushes don't kill uh, Niv-Mizzet or Yorian, right? And I think that's what no, makes this sure. format unique, is that like a lot of the best cards are five. Four, yeah, four, five, and six mana creatures now you don't always see them right like there's definitely a lot of aggro decks towards the top but those decks stay around because they have things like loris or they have ways to protect their creatures or they're just going to get you while you're stumbling on your mana base right like that's one thing about magic and it can be kind of interesting is you definitely get punished for you know comes into play tap lands versus aggro mm-hmm. decks well your blue white control and you're shocking to cast like an azorius charm like <laughs> Yeah, you just, you can't really be one for winning. And I think Ricky makes a great point where it's like absolutely a control deck that playing black could do it because just as though you can get Thoughtseize and get your Extinction event taken away, you can Thoughtseize back and either take their Thoughtseize or take away whatever they were doing down the line and then have enough removal to draw another Extinction event or, you know, get to your draw spell that's going to give you enough one for removal where you've outvalued them. But again, a lot of your aggro decks here and uh, mid-range decks, which are typically good against control anyway, just because they've got, you know, threats at every level, just have enough recursion that um, unless you can really get a good extinction event on, you know, the exact number of permanents your opponents have, they got three permanents, they're all even or odd, that helps. Um, obviously, what is it, Shadow's Verdict does something kind of similar, but again, if that gets thoughts seized away, you're in trouble. So I think your control decks are just different in this format because they're going to be things that are just going to eventually outvalue you. 
And so they're right. going to play removal spells and things like that. But I do think it's a great question because it's kind of interesting in this format, but our control decks are just going to be different. Right. Sure. So, so do you think our control decks are going to be, you know, your Niv to Lights? Do, would you consider the Transmogrify deck a control deck? I don't. Um, that definitely seems more mid-rangey to me with the with kind of a combo in it, but okay, you know, okay. maybe maybe that's wrong. I mean, you that could argue that, but it's just, that deck does so much, right? Like, you're so many things, so many planeswalkers are tapping up to cast, and so much of that stuff. I'm not sure that it's <clears throat> it's reactive enough to be considered a control deck. They don't even play Supreme Verdict. Yeah, they're playing like a mix of Angers and Clarions. Yeah. So no. So what we're saying is Goldfish, fix that. We know you're listening. <laughs> Saffron Olive, I mean, hey, how you doing? Fix that. It's it's definitely semantics, but again, like I expect a certain amount of um, reaction from a true control deck. Sure. And you know, from from that angle also, right? You know, our Niftalites and our Yorian style decks are not control either, really. But you know, they typically are having to you know answer more threats. And like you look at when I think of Yorians, I'm thinking of. Uh, Oath of Kaya and Trial of Ambition and Draw Cards. I'm thinking of a lot of removal and then, you know, ways to kind of finish the game. Sure. When I think of Transmogrify, I'm thinking like, Luca, now it could, it depends on the version of the deck. There certainly could be a version that I'm not thinking about, so take this with a grain of salt, but I'm typically thinking of, you know, Fires, uh, Luca's, you know, Planeswalkers out there, a couple three sweepers so that you can live, but then we're trying to, you know, crank out our own stuff much more quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With minimal one for one removal, for sure. I think it's a. I don't know. I think it's a. It's a very weird spot to be a control deck right now. I think that it, it's not going to be a bad place to be in the future. It, it just, as always, control decks take a while to hash out. True. Find the best build. Like there's a lot of knobs to turn. It's not like a red deck where it's just like this card does damage for a four of four of four of you need to like diversify all your answers and you need to make sure your, your deck list is got enough lands. You're not missing a land drop ever. Like it's definitely a complicated like task. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's a, it's very fair to expect it to take a little longer. Sure. So I I think we all agree that, right? Like for now, these decks could exist. Obviously Demir controls on the up and up, but I think at, for the time being, at least in pioneer, it's going to be a case of, changing the optics on what you consider a control deck versus the traditional blue-white tap-out control deck list, right? Like the Drago control deck lists. Yep. Yeah, again, I think it's just, you know, changing the the goalposts, if you will, right? Or like the definition, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Still, seems, uh, still seems like a fun format either way. I think there, there are control elements, because of course every deck, every matchup, somebody has to be... The quote control deck. Oh, who's the beatdown, Ricky? Exactly, who's the beatdown? So I'm just saying that, like, yeah, even though there might not be a like dedicated control deck, like I'm just saying, if you're playing Niv Mizzet against like Loris Burn, sorry, but Niv Mizzet is the control deck. Sure. I uh, do, do, like. Does Pioneer? Do you think a foreign even needs the blue white counterspell control deck? Um. Hmm. I don't think so. I think the blue black one's going to be a little better. I do think there needs to be a counter spell I, deck. I was I was saying like not just like the the general like idea of blue white control. Like does does do you think a fort needs like a counter spell deck just to kind of keep things honest? I do. I think it, it keeps a lot of things honest. That's very important. Back to the Tony Montana argument here. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, I, I could see it. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Like one of the reasons I think this format is so interesting is one like there does seem like there's a lot of room because. You know, as we've seen, you know, they've kind of gone off the deep end recently, which has kind of like made the format uh, less interesting to a lot of people with how powerful the more recent cards are. But, Mm -hmm. you know, before the last two years, I think, you know, you saw just so much variance and you're coming back to it again, right? There's a lot of decks you can play in this format that I think are pretty interesting. I I do want to see the Valky uh, bring to light interaction changed. But other than that, this is a very, very interesting format with no true. Hold on, like I, thought, said, I thought you were team pro Niv to Light. Now we're now we gotta change the interaction. No, no, no. I like Niv to Light. I am for right this this episode. It's okay, the bring right. to light Valky interaction that I will I will always be against. But right. again, like if you said, hey, you don't have to play against, uh, you know, can uh, counter spells. Right, a lot of people just hate counter spells, and I understand why. 
but a lot of people have this very, very strong hatred of counterspells. If you could say, hey, instead you're going to play against this giant colorful dragon that's going to draw your opponent a bunch of cards, but hey, you still might get there, you know? Uh, I think people would take that over traditional, hey, I'm just going to sit back, counter your stuff, and eventually play like a giant whatever, whatever that Sands card was, the X-Mana Mick 1-1 tokens. Oh, uh, Beneath the Sands? Is it Beneath the Sands? Something make X one one tokens, yeah, or or uh, or whatever. Make make some angels. Now it's the uh, the angels card, right? So, whatever you want to do, I think that the uh, kind of grindy styles here, as much as like when we play against them, we know like oh, we're playing against the deck that we know we're going to lose, but we kind of have to keep playing it out. I think a lot of people would prefer to play against that than just kind of a sit back kind of control deck, you know? Oh man, and Matt, just imagine the 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 top control deck also just main boarding four thought seizes. Pioneer would be dead. I, th- I don't think Reddit could survive the top control deck having four thought seasons along with like 10 counter spells. Yeah, right. Well, again, like the combo decks getting access to the hand disruption was kind of the sure. the backbreaker from the format previously. But so far, this is shaping up to be a fun one. And again, it looks like if you go to any medium sized event and you want to play a deck that you've got experience with, you've got yeah. a shot. Like I said, I, I, you know, the challenges to me are GP day two and the leagues are GP day one. And you can find plenty of success in GP Day 1 so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Any closing uh, control deck thoughts here before we move on to the customary doesn't slap? Um, no, nothing nothing I, too crazy. I would also like to blame the like recent uh, make colors hate themselves design also. It's just like... Like, if you play a blue-based control deck, you get blown out by any deck that plays blue and their, like, aggro mid-range strategy, because they just, like... Like, Niftalite just gets to bring in Mystical Disputes against you for free. Which is why you gotta start playing Void Shatter. I know. It's just, like... it. I don't like it. I don't like the self-hate cards. Colors should, yeah. you know... So, like so the, R&D, the, R&D needs to stop listening to Johnny Cash's Hurt? I don't know. Like, Flash Freeze is, a, like, a great card design. And Mystic Dispute is just, like, uh, I guess. Like... Gainsay is enough. Like, can can Gainsay just be enough, guys? Please. No, I hear you. Like, you can like the amount of mystical disputes in a format is like inversely proportional to my hatred of the format, right? Like, the more of them there are in a format, the more I hate it. Like, I just do so, not like when that that card is playable in a main deck. That to me is a sign of a terrible format. Do we just need to rotate Eldraine out of Magic, please? <laughs> wizards, are you are you listening? Are you there, Wizards? It's, it's me. me. And I am just tired of Eldraine. I've said it's a broken set for broken people for a long time. Chris, do you still think Theros is more broken than Throne of Eldraine? No, but I don't think that was my argument. I think I think that um, I think for that, what was it called? Uh, you said there would be more band worthy cards. Sure, that's fair. That was a hot take. It was it was a, it was a hot take, and that's kind of where I was like, and hot takes aren't supposed to be there. But I, I mean, it was close, right? Like, look at how powerful Uro is. What's more powerful than Uro? Oko, Oko, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 fair, 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 fair. But for a while, you know, Uro survived longer. So I think if you make an argument of what terrorized the format more, I'm going to go ahead and say Uro because it was around for longer. So, and again, oh, there's a lot of banned cards from Theros as well. You know, lots, of plenty, plenty, plenty of banned ones from there. So. All right, all right. So, Chris, you know what time it is, buddy. I think I know what you're talking about. I think, if I am correct, that you're telling me it is time for Doesn't Slap. All right, well, Doesn't Slap, the part where we take a user-submitted deck list from our Discord and we give it a slap rating, which is always positive because they always slap here. And this week, we take a look at Abzan Doom 2, by Resident Crew 3 champion Servo Token. Uh, we got a kind of a mix of Enchantress here with a little bit of uh, Doom Foretold Flare. So we got three Adelana Blossoms, two Doom Wake, Giant, two Calyx Hand of Destiny, four Thought Seize, two Assassin's Trophy, three Banishing Light, four Battle of Bredegard, two History of Benalia, four Treacherous Blessing, four Binding of the Old Gods, four Doom Foretold, two Furger's Retribution, and 24 lands to the sideboard of two Abrupt Decay, two Destiny Spinner, two Rest in Peace, one Trial of Ambition, one Ashiok Dream Render, two Necromentia, three Oath of Kaya, and two Kaya's Wrath. Gentlemen, where do we begin with this deck list? Hmm. We, like, other than Doom Foretold. Yeah. We don't have another way to get rid of our Treacherous Blessing. Okay. But I guess we can, we to... Can't we assess this trophy yet? 
no, actually, right? We can't assassin our own stuff. You're right. You're right. I was thinking. I was thinking assassin's trophy was abrupt decay. Mm. Right. You think so it's could, could definitely a good card? Um, so, like, uh, off the bat, I think this deck is sweet because okay. I like the uh, Enchantress theme always. Okay. I don't know what Doomweak Giant does, unfortunately, in the in the meta. I know what the card does. Very, very, very familiar with the card. Five mana feels a little too slow, right? It does. It does feel a little slow. Um, I do think that, like, if we just had another card draw creature, I think, maybe it would be a little bit better. Okay. Like another Statesan Champion or something. Okay. Like, I mean, not another, but, like, we play Statesan Champion. Mm-hmm. I like, the, like, I like the enchantment theme, for sure. I would definitely look into, like, also getting some uh, turn two stuff. Like, we're going to be playing maybe some Baffling End. Oh, see, I was going to say... Um... Well, it's not a turn two thing, but like, man, we could be playing some like Omen of the Sun. Like, I think we kind of need like an Omen of the Sun effect, which I guess Bound for Bredegard does here. Um, what about like a Liliana's Triumph? Or actually, I think else? I think we need Trial of Ambition in the main. I think that's I what say we tri- need. not Liliana's Triumph. Trial of Ambition. That was the. That's card what I was we need of. in the main. We need that in the main uh, because we can't have the the dinosaur enchantment because we're going to sack it. Okay. But we could sack this Trial of Ambition and be fine okay. with that. And um, how do you feel about? So I I know Servo really likes Battle for Bredegard, but like I almost just want it to be uh, Omen of the Sun, and then like put these Oath of Kai's in the main. But like Battle of Bredegard, okay. You can you like you have History of Anolia tokens, you have Battle for Bredegard tokens, and you have Fred's Retribution tokens. You can copy. Them. Okay, I guess we have Fred's Retribution. That's right. Yeah, that's fair. So I like that. Um, the only other thing I can think of really. Is uh, I think Calyx is a really sweet card that nobody plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we just need to just get out there a little bit faster. Like we got the thought seizes, we got Assassin's Trophy, which honestly almost just feels better as an abrupt decay at this point. Do we do we need the push? Do we need some push? Play push instead if we want to. So I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here. Sure. Do we need to add twenty cards to this deck list? No, 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 no. no? No, that's oh, what happened to Mister. We're adding twenty cards to everything. I hate. That was your solution for like several weeks in a row. <laughs> I, know. I know you threw <laughs> you threw in this uh, this sweet softball serve here, and Ricky just like slammed it back in your face. Uh, I just like I'm a, so tired like a of pie your... that he sprayed some whipped cream and just threw it right back at you. I've just been like, I've been playing like standard and historic in arena. And, like, Yorian is so tilting. Yorian is so annoying. I hate Yorian so much. Okay. I just don't want to see him or think about him anymore. Whenever he gets, like, brought up casually in conversation, I generally leave the room. You know? So I, I don't... I mean, if you want to add 20 cards, Ruckman, you're probably right. But well, I'm... Ricky, what Ricky... What, I'm going to stay you, far away from, from the person who hurt me. What listeners at home don't realize is that as soon as I said Yorian, Ricky actually left the call and we had to pick up the recording after, like, five minutes of coaxing him <laughs> back. <laughs> Right, um, you know, I cried Are, in the corner a little bit. We don't. This is here, here's my take, and I feel bad because the deck is called Abzan Doom Two. I don't think we have enough true drops to play Doom Foretold. Now, Servo Token probably knows this better than I do. Right? This this maybe I am being uh, just a massive heretic here and a blasphemer and whatever else you want to call me. But uh, with the amount of threes and fours that I see. I'm like, when do we have, when do we casting this four of doom foretold? You know, like, I don't want these sitting in my hand when I'm like, you go. like you have, like, I think you have a really interesting enchantments deck here that probably just needs to be an enchantments deck for now. Like, don't get me wrong. I think if we want to keep it, then yeah, I do think we need to cut down and add some trial of ambition and maybe like one other to drop enchantment. But like we're, we're rocking. I don't want to blossoms Calyx. Um, the ones and twos we have are spells our first uh, castable enchantment at like three or four is like banishing light, which we don't want to get rid of anyway, <laughs> you know, like a banishing light brings the creature back. So like, yeah, we can sack battle for Redegard, but then if we don't get the third effect on that, the whole point of that is to get the third effect. Otherwise we should just be playing Omen of the sun, right? Cause it gains its life and it scries. Well, what about like a Sylvan carry it Like it'll block early. It'll, it'll ramp us up. I do like that. That's the other card I was going to suggest, actually, is you, you beat me to it. But instead of Doomwake Giant and whatever other cut we want to make, I, I do want to play Sylvan Curated. I think it's going to help a lot with our mana base. I think it does help a lot with the rest of our, our the amount of threes and fours we have, which is just 
a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but as as I see this, the the glaring thing to me is I really like this deck. Other than it just doesn't feel like a Doom Foretold deck to me right now. Again, I think you could make those changes I was talking about and and make it so. But right now, again, like History of Benalia is the thing where it's like, yeah, I don't really care about that last effect. I'm not necessarily beating down. But it's only a two of us it is right now, you know? Um, the right. only thing I really want to sack is maybe like Treacherous Blessing, obviously. I'm fine with the Binding of the Old Gods. But those are the only things I really want to sack or, or that I care. You know, it's not a big deal to sack. So... I think we either need to make this deck a Doom Foretold deck with things we want to sack or take that out and be happy with this as an enchantment deck. All right, fair enough. Anything else before we go to the final slap ratings? Um, Yeah, I, I will comment that I think if we take out the Doom Foretold and add in some Sylvan Carrioted and maybe put in some, like, I don't know, Trial of Ambition or another way to sacrifice treacher, Treacherous Blessing, I really like what we're doing, you know? Do you I think really, for, really do. for Binding of the Old Gods is too much? Um, maybe, but I just really like that card, right? Like, yeah, but I, I'm like, I'm thinking, like, can we cut down to like two and bring some Oath of Kai's into the main? Yeah, you you probably could. Oath of Kai is just a great way to stave off against aggro, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, I I do really like that as a, as a cheap enchantment. I do like by skin. The more enchantments are just one for one and stick around and do bonus stuff um, that could potentially count for like you know they also activate our our Eidolana blossoms or other ways to take advantage of it. Like, mm-hmm. man. I don't know, like, which is there's, why there's we a, need there's, We're on the precipice of something cool here, whether it's like a Nykthos or like a Devotion or a Permanence type thing. I don't know, but like having Permanence to stick around that have killed stuff is really cool. Ultimately, what I would change: cut Vanishing Light, uh, cut Doomwig Giant, uh, split three three on your History of Benalia Battle for Better Regard, and I would cut two Bindings. Okay, and I would play four Trial of Ambition. Mm-hmm. And like probably two Othakaya and maybe two Wolf Willow Haven. Okay. okay. To get us moving. Maybe it's the Champion for more card draw, but I think we, we really need to be doing stuff on turn two. We can't just take off forever. I agree. I, I definitely think that those are strong improvements to this deck, but I overall still really like what we're what we're trying to do, you know? Because I think mm-hmm. that I think that the printing of some of these new what are they called? Sagas. Sorry. Sagas has really made some of the enchantment stuff you can do pretty interesting. And so I think I think we're on the verge of something really cool for sure. All right. Now final slap times? Sure. All right. I'm going to start this week. I'm going to give this a four starting loyalty out of Calix's seven loyalty ultimate. <laughs> I'm going to steal Chris's. Okay, go for it. I'm going to give this a four out of six Doomwick Giant's Power Toughness, which needs to be removed. Then it would be a 5 out of 5. Which needs to be taken out, huh? Yeah. Um, I am going to give this a um, a 3 out of 5, where 3 is the converted mana cost and 5 is the starting loyalty of Ashiok Dream Render that Dreams of Ashiok never seems to play. Fair the enough. stretch, the stretch. <laughs> We're going out there. Nothing to do with this deck, but uh, this deck I, I really liked, and you know, there we go. All right, well, gentlemen, Servo Token, thank you for, for the uh, submission. If you would like to hear us talk about one of your deck lists on Does it Slap, be sure to put those in the Discord. We pick one every week, and uh, it might be a time in the near future here in a few weeks to uh, do just a big Does it Slap episode again. We got uh, we got plenty of them stored up, so it'd be time because we're getting pretty close to Strixhaven spoilers now that I'm looking at the calendar because if I'm doing the math right, early access, if we get invited again, was going to be like a month from yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what I think would be a fun little segment is since we're going to do our little Time Spiral Remastered Sealed League is uh, post up our pools in our Discord and and see what people would make and see if they would make something different or even better than what we make and maybe kind of look at some of those pools versus our own. Um, that might mm-hmm. be a week or two down the line, but I think that'd be a fun one to see like, hey, you know, pick whoever your favorite person is that built your pool maybe differently from you or the same as you and and kind of analyze that, you know? Sure, yeah. definitely. You know what? I like that idea, Chris. I will, what if I just said, I will let the Discord make all my deck building decisions? That, yeah, that is bold. That is bold. I'll do it. All right, well, we'll I'll make a Discord channel and it will be tell Ruckman how to change his deck. Wow, so now it's going to, essentially, you've turned our oh league into the want, Discord versus Discord versus the uh, the IRL Crew 3 homies. They have to assist your trades, too. 
Okay, sure. Well, we'll I, I they will be the managing board, and uh, I will have them help you with trades. I think. I think our Discord's too smart to let that happen. I think collectively the Discord's smarter than me. I don't think I can let them make trades on somebody else's behalf. I mean, I'm not going to stop you from doing it. I'm just saying, just like, uh, I can never trade with Ruckman because uh, I'm going to get... Going to get got? Yeah, get got by some crafty, you know, market analysts we didn't know were in our Discord that are being like, oh yeah, by the way, I've got three master's degrees in something. But but trading's different. We'll have to go, I'll have to post the rules in the Discord to go over it. But like, it's like a direct like value trade right like it's all based on ricky's point system that he came up with and stuff that's like true that. that's true yeah that's true that's true it's true anyway so look forward to that in the discord another reason to join the discord if you are already in the discord there's always a link below or hit me up on twitter and stuff like that well i will be sure to get you the link to join the discord as always this has been rough with crew three with me as always of course once again chris and ricky you can find me on twitter at crew three podcast around the official twitter channel and you can hear me complain about microsoft and show off all the star wars figures i'm continually buying much to chris's uh dismay i think chagrin if we just want to go with the stephanie meyer stephanie meyer wrote to twilight right that's the lady's name yes okay thank you yeah chagrin that's just use that for everything that's what she used for everything it was good enough for her she made millions of dollars use it for everything Okay, got it. Um, and of course, I am also on our YouTube channel where I post weekly Dex Texts at Crew3MTG. They are good Dex Texts. Keep watching and, them. Uh, and on Twitch at Crew3MTG. The next few weeks, I'm going to be pretty busy in the weekends. So the usual uh, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday stream schedule for the time being is going to be Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, Thursday, 7.30 on Friday in case I can get one of these guys to join me. And then uh, if I'm feeling chill or whatever, I have some extra time, I'll do like a fun, maybe non-magic stream on the weekend. So that's something to keep out for. You can find Chris on Twitter at? It's underscore Christmas, and Christmas has no T. And you can find Ricky at? At also Steve, also has an A. And also, give Ricky some love over on Twitch on the Door Monster channel where he's uh, streaming magic or other things sort of in your in the daytime. What do you stream, like uh, 10 to noon? Is that your... 10 to noon, yeah, uh, Magic on Monday and uh, Magic again on Thursday, but it's called Trading Card Thursday. I just lie to myself. Because <laughs> you can't stream po- you can't stream Digimon yet. Uh, I mean, I got a webcam set up here. We might be, we might be okay. streaming some Digimon. Come, you come to, battle you have me. To find, you have to find people, too. Yeah, yeah. That but, are also uh, not seven years old. Yeah. Would you, have be- would you have better or worse luck finding Digimon players or Flesh and Blood players? I don't think there are Flesh and Blood players. There are just Flesh and Blood owners. If you play Flesh and Blood, yell at us on Twitter and the Discord. Prove yeah. us wrong. Please show me your good deck and tell me why it's good. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, we will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.